When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With over 70 years combined experience, this is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Okay, welcome to the Goodman and the Ryan podcast. Tangway, yes, I'm in the backyard hanging out, getting a little love from Mother Nature. Have to tell you, though, that we are powered by Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Gentlemen, for the first time, it seems like forever, Bob, I'll start with you. The Celtics lost back to back games and seeing they on the brink of elimination right now, it seems that they've lost their soul. Well, they got used to a way of living and they were able to get away with it. And I'm sure that at least subconsciously they were comfortable and figured, well, okay, this is one more example. We'll be fine. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I, uh, it, it, this is, they're playing a best, a better team. They're playing, you know, they're playing the, a team with a chip to borrow a phrase from Moody Tomjanovich, the heart of a champion. You know, they got, they got a core group that hasn't, as we like to say, been there before, know what it takes and, and know what everything means. So you know, if, you, if you can knock these guys out, I know they're not the defending champions. We know, but look what they come from too, the Warriors. Um, you know, they, 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 they had to suffer the ignominy with all the injuries of, of being one of the worst teams in the league for, for a period of time. And, you know, that, don't think that doesn't, you know, drive them too. you know, the, the rise up from the ashes kind of thing, you know? So anyway, uh, as far as the Celtics themselves are concerned, Hey, they're learning. They got to learn how to, to get the job done. This, the job is, isn't finished. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm less confident. I was very confident after game three, very confident. I said, categorically the only way they're going to lose this series is if they beat themselves, i.e. cut down the turnovers and it turned, and, and, you know, they, they were a factor in game five. It wasn't the only factor though. They're, they're, uh, the, the free throw shooting, you know, cost them uh, enormously in that game. And that's something new. I, I trust that's a, you know, aberration that we're not going to be looking at that again. Anyway, this is a learning process for the Celtics and it's a, it's a revisiting, revisit, revisiting, you know, it's a process for the Warriors like with one major personnel exception, and now we turn to our, our, our friend here, Mr. Goodman, uh, the president of the Andrew Wiggins fan club. And give him the floor. Yeah, that, <laughs> well, listen, I've seen him for too long. And as I've said, like I've seen him play to the level of his competition way too many times. And I've never trusted Andrew Wiggins. 
But what I said was when he was acquired in the deal for D'Angelo Russell, this is the best thing for Andrew Wiggins. It's the best thing for any player to end up in Golden State. You know, I said about LaMelo Ball when, when, you know, when Golden State had a high pick is if LaMelo Ball can just end up in Golden State and learn under Steph Curry. Well, the same thing can be said about Andrew Wiggins. You know, he can learn from whether it's the toughness in defense of Draymond or the culture of Golden State and Steve Kerr and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and how to be a professional. You know, Andrew Wiggins did not guard guys early in his career. Didn't guard. Didn't, like, got paid $30 million a year after he hadn't guarded. So, in his mind, he's thinking, why do I have to defend? What? But he could always be an elite defender. I never saw it. I never really saw it. At times at AU Ball, at times at Kansas, this is a kid who scored four points in their second-round loss at Kansas to Stanford. He was one for six. He scored four points. So don't tell me again that, like, we all saw this coming with Andrew Wiggins because we did not. This environment, this culture has saved Andrew Wiggins' career in terms of, again, being a winning player, being a guy that defends at a high level consistently, a guy that plays hard on a consistent basis. This has saved Andrew Wiggins' career from going from an empty numbers losing player in Minnesota to now a culture guy and a winning player for Golden here's, State. Here's a, number of, a former number one on his third team and, and still relatively young. And, and, and oh, no, it, it, uh, this is a vindication, but, well, you know, good. Hey, and by the way, good for him. You know, he's a sweet kid. Good for him. He's uh, a you super know, and, sweet kid who the big concern was, is he tough enough? Does he want it enough? Yeah, is right. he a killer? And I'm still not sure he's any of those. But but he showed that he was he was plenty tough enough these last couple of games on the glass. Yeah. No, he, he truly I literally outplayed Tatum on, in game five. Outplayed him. And it was head to head at times. And and uh, so I, I give him and what you know that was a huge fact. And imagine doing it when you need they most needed it right. when Steph is having this, the oddest, right. arguably the oddest game of his entire. Well, you playoffs. knew he was going to have one of those. I mean, you, but, every game he couldn't come out making shots. You knew he was going to have an off game at some point, Gary. But, but was that Steph or was that the defense? No, no, I, I give. No, I think it's mostly Steph. I mean, right, just, me too. I, I mean, mean, it's a combination. It's always a combination, right. but. I, I wouldn't go any further than 40, 60 in terms of the defense and right. as opposed to, he just yeah. had an off night. Uh, by the way, uh, the, what do you, how, I mean, we should establish the over under on threes for Steph in game six. I say five is the over under. Yeah. I'll and, take the over there. I'll take the, yeah. he was just yeah, missing take- badly. He was missing yeah. badly early. And that's where I'll say Gary, like when people say, well, was it the defense? Sure. The defense can be better, but ultimately it's not like defense really affects Steph a lot of times. He makes these shots that it doesn't matter if he's got a hand in his face. It doesn't matter if they get up in him. He can still shoot from 35 feet. So I, I feel like if Steph is on, he's on, and there's not much you can do about it. If he's not, you know, it's one of those kind of aberration games. Let's well, talk what? about Steph the player in general. Uh, I, I, try, I hope that people underst- are starting to understand what a wonderful all-around player he is. I mean, first of all, uh, even in the midst of this game, he was a factor. His passing, his I, I, his creating situations for other people uh, w- w- was at the top level. Uh, 
there's a game he, he had a 10 rebound game when you weren't looking by the way you know and uh yep. he he is consummate offensive threat i mean he he doesn't have to score to to, to prove that to be a factor um and and i just hope he gets recognized you know i think people should be recognizing that uh he's an extraordinary talent and and you know so you know when this one one of the discussions is you know where is he as he's moving up on the list in the all-time list you know is yeah I, I mean he's in very much in the discussion of the top 10 all-time player all right so here, here's my question to you duncan kobe Steph, if Steph wins this, if mm-hmm. he wins this and gets his fourth, where do, does that put him Eric, over either of those guys in your opinion, Bob? That's seven, eight. Uh, it's right. That's it's interesting because those are the two guys that in my pecking order that are, you know, the um, among the unarguable eight right now and, and, and seven and eight are, are Duncan and Kobe. And uh, so five, six, eight, nine, I guess. Yeah. Cause eight, nine, right. Yeah. Because eight, nine, because my top five, I have the three centers. I have to have the three centers. And then I've got um, Mike, Michael and LeBron. That's five. Magic and Larry is six, seven. Right. Duncan, eight. Kobe, nine. Now we got nine. So he's got – and, and I'm not budging on any of those nine. So uh, there's your nine. And Co- now it's uh, – Where's Oscar? Where's Oscar? For well, now the next tier, Oscar. I know. I, I Oscar and Jerry, and don't forget, I always – to remind people, Havlicek was every bit as good as Oscar and Jury in the last five years of his career. He was better. Um, anyway, um, this is going to be, if he wins the championship, and again, after the, you know, the, the, with the gap, uh, it's going to be hard to, you know, it's going to be great argument. Um, I, I, um, Aren't too many people, though, like, okay, does he have to win the NBA? He's going to win the finals MVP if they win it. So it, it's at this point, I guess Wiggins, you could you could maybe make a case. No, no way. They'll they'll give it to Steph because right, they're going to give it to Steph because of the forty three point game. Right. They'll so Steph, Steph will finally get that one that I really feel like we we talked about this is irrelevant anyway for the most part. These yeah. NBA Finals MVPs, but he gets it. He gets it off his his back, and then people can't cry and whine about him not having one. Yeah. But I mean, the numbers still, you know, Duncan was a three time. Uh, finals MVP, mm-hmm. um, you know, both Duncan and Kobe won five titles. Now Steph isn't done. He could win another one. Now there's nothing that says they can't right. run this thing back. Hey, listen, and you're, you know, Weissman finally makes an appearance next year. Right. right. And what, right. you know, and, and that, that really changes. Here's the thing, the Duncan, here's the differentiator for me. Obviously Steph, the greatest shooter of all time. Tim Duncan was a hell of a defensive player. Oh, yes. Yeah, That's yeah. the difference. For me, I would still have Duncan marginally yeah. ahead of Steph. And Kobe, I don't, you know, Kobe, I, I fight with myself on this, uh, on, on the whole Kobe thing to me. Because, again, he was so much fun to watch because, and he captivated kind of a, a, a you know, a generation because of how he played. Now, Steph has, too, just doing oh. it completely differently. He's... Well, he's the most popular player in the league right now. Popular, I mean, but, but among the people, you know. As I kidding, we wrote the column three months ago. You know, he's ruined basketball. You know, and 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 in this, and what I what I mean by that is he's, he's influence. He is, and here's an interesting thing. Now, does this factor in anyone's consideration when we're making these lists? Okay, um, he's one. He's the most influential player of the 21st century. Influential, no doubt. No, because no. you know he is he is completely glamorized the three at a level that it did that that it did not have to. It right. just, he has glamorized the three and 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 more than any individual you know since the institution of the rule 
And and uh, that's the fact. And that means he's being imitated by youths, all, youths the youth of America, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> Canada, and probably, uh, you know, Spain and Italy and, and uh, Nigeria. It uh, doesn't matter wherever basketball is played. He's the symbol. He is the, he is the human embodiment of the three-point shot is Steph Curry. That's influence. I mean, it's one of the handful of most influential players in the history of the game. I mean, I have my own list, you know, Russell, what he meant to the block shot and, 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 and made it an art form and, and, and got people thinking about how to utilize that. And Elgin Baylor, who invented modern individual basketball moves that, that did not exist before Elgin Baylor, that everybody just does routinely now, but they didn't exist before Elgin Baylor. And then you got a big gap in terms of influence till we get to Steph Curry. We've had great players, of course. You know, Michael's a great player. But, you know, how do you imitate that? <laughs> and Kobe is the closest thing to Michael. And Magic, Magic. Now, there's one. But he hasn't been, but we haven't had an image. No one's ever been Magic at 6'9". To be, we haven't had that that level of point guard, you know, that, that type of guard. So Magic stands apart. But this What, what about this, guys? What about this? And I know it's kind of a different question on this, but if if you're going to pay money cuz none of we don't pay money generally for watching games we've been fortunate that we get paid to watch games but this is kind of how i look at it sometimes like for me the one guy right now in the nba and the one guy for the last few years even over lebron that i would pay money i would take and i did it i actually did it uh this year with my daughter mm-hmm. i paid a decent amount of money to watch steph curry play oh sure I would do sure that. well how about this jeff i mean Take a look. I understand what Bob's saying. When you take a look at, at Tim Duncan, the big fundamental, uh, I think he made Pop a Hall of Fame coach because he set the tone for the room, and you had to go through Tim Duncan. So I think that Tim Duncan is a more valuable player than Steph Curry. But who would I pay to see? Right. It's Steph. Well, Steph. Well, of well, course. The, the, the nickname is so classic. I don't know who gave it to him. Duncan. Oh, fundamental. Yeah, the big okay, fundamental. Right. You know, you know, the, and, and right, he was a fundamental, the tremendously sound and efficient basketball player at both ends of the floor, as, as, as Jeff put Right. Right. I mean, and so, yeah. I, Would you pay to way, see first, Steph? Steph or Magic? Oh, yeah, I want the threes. Money? Who are you paying money to see, Steph or Magic, in their heyday? Oh, wow. Don't, don't take it into account that we haven't seen Magic play for no, no, years I, now. No, no, I, that, it was, you know, Magic coming down the court on that fast break yeah. and that look away pass and that. Um, I may have to, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing Magic with 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 Worthy and and Cooper flanking him, and uh, you know, and oh yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I'm a little partial there, and then no, that's no. You're partial because you don't like the three. That's you don't like yeah. the three. I mean, so well, that's, you that's to me, you know, that's to me. You want you want you want steak or lobster, you know. I mean, you know, it's no, it's, it's uh, well, that's the thing. MJ, LeBron, Bird, Magic, Steph. Are Kobe probably six guys that you would pay money to see? Right. Well, here's the thing about Magic to Bob's point. I love the three. I mean, I love the dagger of the three. To me, you know, being a movie guy and a film guy, the the drama of it all. How you know? I mean, to Bob Ryan, who's is a a movie connoisseur. You know, it's page ninety. Bob, all is lost. Right. You need the big moment, and here comes Steph, and he nails the three from half court. Right. It's the dagger. The bad guy's dead. Boom. Game over. Roll the credits. But I miss the fast break. There's nothing more beautiful in basketball from the rebound to the outlet to filling the lanes when the ball doesn't touch the floor. 
The ball doesn't touch the floor. And the Lakers did that better than anybody. I'm sorry, even better than the 60 Celtics. No, they, oh, the Lakers, that showtime, I got it. I, I, I would kill to see that fast break again. Because of magic. Because of magic. Because of magic. Right. Um, so, I mean, but we got to get to, we got to get to Tatum here, fellas. Um, I want to tell you one. You oh, yeah, go ahead. Door, you open the door. I'm going to tell one little story. And yeah, go ahead. Door. Okay. The, the most amazing fast break I ever saw in my life. One specific fast break. The Celtics are playing the Warriors in Oakland in 1972, in Jeez. December, the year they won the 68 games. And Nate Thurman drives the left baseline, and Cowens goes up and blocks the shot with two hands. Okay? He cups it with two hands. Before he hits the floor, he flings an outlet pass to uh, Havlicek, who then flings a pass to Jojo, who lays it in at the other end. The last time the ball hit the floor was Thurman's last dribble. <laughs> That's amazing. And Pretty I've cool. never seen a play like that again. I love it. I love that games. stuff. I love that. see a play like that again. Now, yeah. they, oh, lost, no. they lost that game on that road trip. They were 5-2 and two in that road trip, and that's one of the losses. In fact, I didn't even know the score. It's 115-112. Of course you do, Bob, because you remember everything. <laughs> Jesus, of course you know the score. Okay, let's take a break from Bob and Jeff, because sometimes I just need a break from Bob and Jeff. Uh, to tell you about Better Online. Our partners at Better Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You get the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball finals. I mean, listen, Celts on the brink of elimination, Major League Baseball scores, fights, even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and, of course, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started, so head to the website today to use your mobile device to sign up. Use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Now, I'm sure that they've been talking as I've been telling you about this. So let's pick up where we left off uh, with McChatty and McTalky, also known as Ryan and Goodman. Now, to and thank you, Bet Online. Uh, to Tatum, Bob, Jeff Goodman has kind of, you know, Goodman, he knows people. Uh, and he's kind of been <laughs> sniffing around. And I texted him the other night. And I said, is, is Tatum hurt? We'll get to Jeff in a minute, but what do you think? Is he hurt? That, didn't, that hasn't crossed my mind too much, watching what's going on necessarily. I don't know. I, 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 you know I, no, I don't know. I, I don't know if he is. I mean, but I, I, that, that's not something that crossed my mind. Uh, I don't know what you know, led you to that, you know, what, what particular play or lack of whatever he's doing. You know? I mean, he's, so what's he, going on with him? Well, I, I think he's under a lot of pressure to produce. Uh, uh, this is a, a, a final exam. You know, it's a, they've had a lot of exams. This is the final exam, and it's culmination of a of, of a year and a process. The process, five year process for him. Uh, the year um, and 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 the accolades that he's gained, and he wanted to be first team all. He was mad, angry last year. He thought he was overlooked, and and, and this year he got his reward. He was first team all league. But you you know, and um, he's answered the test in the first two series. Uh, you know, the first three series. I mean. Uh, very well, and uh, he, he held his own. And I uh, played Andrew Tequambo. We outplayed uh, Jimmy Butler, and now it's uh, it's these guys. I, I, I think it's a lot on him, and uh, you know, um, that's all. It's 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 a final exam. He's got to do it. That's all. Jeff. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's not Steph Curry yet. You know, on his best day, 
he's as good, if not better than Steph Curry, but is he as consistent as Steph or some of these other guys yet? No. And, you know, as Bob said, like Steph has already done this. He's already done it. This team has done it. Um, yeah. Yes. He has been dealing with, with a wrist injury for the better part of the second part of the season, but that's no excuse because he's had 40 point games. That's 46 point game. Right. So like, you know, certain nights, I'm sure it bothers him more than others, but that that's not an excuse. And he hasn't used it at all. Um, you know, I, I think part of the, part of the deal for him is still, you know, he's gotten so much praise over the second half of the year for making the right play, mm-hmm. right? That's what he's done. He's trusted his teammates. He's done. Remember all we did was crucify him for being selfish and taking right. step back threes at the end of games when he should have made the, the, the right pass and, and he didn't make the three or whatever. So he's done the right thing. And now he gets kind of vilified when he's not selfish enough. So in his mind, I'm sure he's going through it of like, well, what the hell can I do to make everybody happy? Jason, you can't, you can't make everybody happy. Number one, you can't, unless you win every game, you're not going to make everybody happy right now. Make the right play. But yes, at times, You've got to channel your inner Kobe and you're not Kobe and you don't have that mentality, but you try to get, you try to get a little bit more every year so that you can be a little bit more of an MF or when it matters at the end of games. Yeah. I want to interject here real quick, Bob, because I think, and and I'm sure in your experience, you've seen it to me, it's knowing when to step on the gas and he doesn't know it yet. And I think that's what, you know, you know, like Steph knows when I got to take over a game. So uh, I don't think Tatum knows yet because of, I just think he's learning and it may cost him the series. I don't know. I don't think he knows when to be a ball hog and when not to be a ball hog. I think it's as simple as that. This is a, 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 a reality. Look, when you have the kind of raw skill talent that certain people have, uh, and, and it's almost being the, the burden of too much talent. I, I use this a, a reference all the time with regard to Michael and LeBron, because this is they're, they're very much part of this discussion. Uh, and my judgment, um, Michael, Jordan, who could get a shot off anytime he wanted, at any time, go to the basket anytime he wanted, uh, you know, individually, uh, did not win a championship until 1991 after being in the league for seven years. Right. And everybody thinks it because the team wasn't that good enough. Well, my judgment is it was because he couldn't, I call the word calibrate. He needed to figure out the balance to calibrate when to, just what you were talking about, Gary. That's a hard decision. It's a subtle thing. And, and, but it has to do with trust too. Until he trusted his teammates, I keep saying he wouldn't. The, the passes he made to John Paxson and Steve Kerr that won championships for their jump shots, he would not have made in 1997 or eight. He would not have made that pass. Okay. Now, conversely, LeBron James through 2011, when when they they, they, they screwed up royally against the the uh, Mavericks, um, I resisted at the time the idea that he was shrinking from the ball. You know, well, he was, it turns out something. He got a catharsis out of that. He, he learned ever since then, he figured he started to figure it out. Just what we're talking about the, how to take over that. It's not easy when you can get a shot anytime you want, you know, that, that, uh, but you have to remember that it's a psychology factor with your teammates as well as the, tr- the, the technical factor. And, and, and it, it's not easy. And, and Tatum has the kind of ability, you know, he can take that step back anytime he wants, you know, and he can do go to the basket um, usually it's and it's it's not easy 
um, to, to balance that and, and night to night. He's 24. Yeah. He's 24. Like yeah. Steph won his first one at 26. Steph is a fringe top 10 player of all time. We're comparing him now to some of the best players, yeah. not now, but ever. And I'm not sure he's going to go down as one of the best 10 players ever. I think he'll be a hall of famer for sure. I, I I've said that for years, Yeah. but you know, again, the other part guys is he doesn't have, they don't have other guys around him right? who help him get easy baskets. He helps others wrong? get easy baskets. Right. Who, who right. helps him? When do you ever see? Now, maybe part of that is on Jason Tatum. Maybe part of that is on Ime to draw up something, getting him something easier around the, like I've said it numerous times through the, the postseason. When he's got a smaller guy on him, post his ass up. Post him up. We remember some of the plays earlier in the season, these fadeaways from the baseline from like 12 feet. <laughs> like he could do that all day on some of these, these, these six, three guys that he's, you know, switched up on, but they don't, they don't take it. And part of it is him. Part of it is him. Get in the post and call for the damn ball. But see, this is what back to my argument about the, the curse of the three. The, it's not part of the thinking of, of anybody from the top, top down. Of course, he, this isn't the game he's learned to play. Right, it's the right, game right. back in St. Louis and AAU and right through North Carolina. I mean, excuse me, right through Duke for one, the one year, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's just in the game they've learned to play. By the way, gentlemen, Michael Jeffrey Jordan was 28 years old when he won his first championship. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, like, think about it. Now, again, Jason Tatum's not going to be Michael Jordan. We know that. But, again, he's got time, and they're further along this year than anybody thought they'd be. And, and that's, that's why I'm worried. See, I, you know, I'm worried. Uh, not yet, I'm worried, but I'm, I'm concerned. If, if they go down, you know, whether they go down at six or seven, if they, if they do go down, and, and uh, that people aren't, are going to overreact and get negative and not appreciate. Of course what, they are. What they of just want to do and how, how great of it was. Of course they are. And then, you know, and, and we'll forget, wait a minute, folks. Can we rewind back to the middle of January? Can we rewind back to losing the 25 point lead to the Knicks? Can we rewind back to being three games under 500? I mean, all this happened, started, please, huh? No, because yeah, I know, look, Gary, you're right. Yeah, and, and that's what frustrates me about, you know, the people, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm, all right, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm a, I, I dread this. I dread the aftermath if they don't win this okay. thing. Okay, but the one thing we do know, guys, the one thing we do know <clears throat> that Brad Stevens is in one year, Brad Stevens and M.A. Adoka have proved themselves to be the captains of the ship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Brad made the moves. Like Brad took himself out of the gig. He hired the right coach. He made the right deals. So to stay on the positive end, you know, regardless of what happens, Jeff, what Bob's talking about, you know, you know, you're in the mix. You're in the mix. They're in the mix. And here's the thing is that I thought going into the season, they were going to be at best the fourth best team in the East. Mm -hmm. Well, that's changed. I mean, that's changed regardless of what happens with Durant, Regardless of what happens with Chris Middleton coming back from Milwaukee with Miami, I mean the Celtics. You got to, you know, they're in, they are contending for the Eastern Conference Championship with Jason Tatum at twenty four for the next ten years. Now, now it's up to Brad Stevens to continue to fill in around him, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because that's what Kurt, that's what they've done in Golden. Well, the State. only thing I'll say to that, the only thing I'll say to that is, yes, they're in the mix, 
But you could easily go from being the best team in the East to the fourth best team in the East again next year. Easily. I well, mean, again, right. But I see, I thought they would be at best the fourth best team. I mean, obviously it's competitive. There's no doubt. But with, if, but Brad's got to, Brad's got to add players, right? Well, what you're hampered. I mean, you don't have a ton of money here to add a, you probably have one significant player and, and significant doesn't mean Bradley Beal. Significant means like a piece. And the, the, the positive now is you might be able to get an older dude who wants to win a title and accept a little bit of a right. role. Maybe on the team. Like, hell, if you had that a old, shooter, if they you need had that a guy, older go ahead. I'm sorry. They need a guy who can shoot because here's, here's the problem. The problem has been with Tatum and Brown. Every time they put the ball on the floor, huh. there's guys ready there to swipe it because no they question. know they don't Me. have, especially Jalen doesn't uh. have a great handle. So if you add a pure shooter that you have to respect, you're going to open up more space for those guys to be able to operate. Which I they mean, need Bob, yesterday. Bob, to Jeff's point, if they if they can get a veteran for low money next year as a pure shooter, if they had that veteran now, maybe they win Game Five. Oh yeah, well, in game the fourth, five, you know, I mean, five, hell, Game Five was winnable, obviously. There totally, was, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you have that, if you have your downtown Freddie Brown of 2022, maybe you win that game, Bob. Well, yeah, if you had Eddie House back, you know, sure, but. Uh, that kind of guy I've been screaming for that kind of guy for, you know, obviously we've seen, I don't put Peyton Pritchard, you know, is our only answer. He's fine. For that, he's right? fine. I'm just saying he's yeah. that I, but that's where we are. Right. That's the right. fact. Yeah. You're right. And it's not inconceivable that Peyton Pritchard scores 10 or 12 points that are crucial in a game six victory right. at home tomorrow night. I wouldn't shock me at you all. You just can't count on him. That's right. the problem. Yeah, Peyton can. Pritchard and, and, and the bottom line too, and I know everybody was talking about this all year. Well, Peyton, he's really good defensively. He's really good. When Jordan Poole sees Peyton Pritchard, his eyes light up. And that's yeah, yeah, when yeah. he's scoring. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when Jordan Poole is yeah. going off. And by the way, I hope that Jordan Pritchard, I mean, excuse me, that Jordan Poole has reached his quota of buzzer-beating shots. Yeah. I mean, one is, is and one is okay. He's done this uh, twice at Michigan, too. He's done in Michigan, too. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My yeah he's God. done this a bunch. I mean, I, I almost fell right out of the chair the other night when he hit that, that bank and then banked that one at the end of the period. That, that really, and I don't, and you, know, you know me, I don't believe in momentum, but oh, that, that, was momentum. that hurt. That, that hurt. That, that, that had, to, had to give the Celtics a down feeling okay. walking back to that huddle. I, I want to talk, talk about not necessarily the last game, but I want to get back to, the, to game five in the fourth quarter. Uh, after the game, Marcus Smart and Derek White were basically saying we're standing around and we're not moving. And then Brown and Tatum and the forwards were saying in the post game, well, we weren't setting up the offense right. So obviously there was some miscommunication. Jeff, I'll start with you on this. Does that concern you? And it was bothersome to me that while Steph was making the key shots that he needed to make, the Celtics offense just totally went in the trash because it looked like the four key guys didn't know what to do. But he can do that. That's the beauty of having Steph, right, is everybody else can stand around. There can be nothing going on that possession, and all of a sudden Steph bails you out. Now, the Celtics, the problem with the Celtics is they they still tend to revert to their old ways at times, right, of not moving the ball and settling and (laughs) taking shots. Jalen Brown did it last game. Tatum has done it as well, where they'll take dumb – with Jalen, it was a step back three early in the shot clock. 
at the end of the game in, in game five. And I'm looking at, like, what are you doing? You just, you can't take those shots, move the ball, try to get good shots. And they really haven't gotten a lot of like easy, mm-hmm. good looks in this series. They've had to really manufacture. So if you're not moving the basketball, you're relying on, again, AU ball, one-on-one, um, and, and they can make them. But you'd rather have, obviously, uncontested looks, and, and you get those by moving the basketball. No. no, we know what they're capable of doing. They've shown us some wonderful stretches of basketball. The thing is, it's, it's who they're playing now that, that, that is different. And, and uh, uh, that's, that's that. They're, they're good. They're, talent-wise, they are as good or better than – do they win? Do they win Game Six, Bob? I say yes. I'll say yes. Just I'll say they win Game Six. Well, then, it, then anything can happen in seven, and they know they can win on the road. So if they win that, six, the one thing they're not phased by the road at, at all. Right. And that, that's now, th- that moment they could be phased by a Game Seven in the NBA Finals. That's a different matter. Oh right. boy! That, right? That's that's right. That's a different matter. That would be uh, fun. But I, I just wish we could just get in the, inside the head of of Vox Populi to say we're having a discussion in the middle of June about the Celtics on the verge of a championship right. that would have been laughable, not this incomprehensible, laughable three months ago. Like what do you, so please appreciate what, what's been going on. Yeah. Us. They could be the Red Sox. Please. Yeah. Who, who, who by the way, are, you know, seems to have better. figured it out. Yeah. They're playing better. They're trying, okay. Final question here, guys. Uh, we've made a lot, certainly of Steve Kerr as a coach over the years. And then now Edoka with this turnaround. Bob, I'll start with you. How much impact on their teams? And I want you to break it down, X's and O's, and then the psychology of it. Uh, have these coaches made on their respective clubs? Well, let's start with the Celtics. Uh, uh, it, clearly, Amy, we, from what we gather, since we're not behind closed doors, you know, and you know, if this were 50, 40 years ago, I would have been at practice every day. Well, people don't have that privilege anymore. So we don't know exactly what goes on. We, people walk in. Did you go to them. practice every day, Bob? Were you allowed in practice every day to watch like Absolutely. how much of it? I mean, no- Jeff, he stayed, at, he stayed at Paul Westfall's house. During I know, but, well, like, they, let, they let guys in practice now for like, you know, 15 minutes. Watch now- free throw shooting. Now, how long were you allowed to be in practice? Oh, practice. I mean, you, you walked into Didn't the gym. Matter. At yeah. an hour before practice, sat down in the locker room, chatted up the guys, chatted up the coach, walked out, watched practice, and then went in with your notebook and then did your work, you know, after. But beforehand, you, you, you know, you schmoozed, you know. What if something happened in practice, Bob? What if somebody got hurt? What if there was an argument? What well, were the unwritten rules at that point? Well, that's a good, being that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. I don't honestly remember what, how we uh, codified it except that I don't remember too much of that ever happening. You know, I really don't. I can't remember a specific example when some guy went down there and, oh, my God, there's a story. It was understandable. You know, you earned their trust. I mean, you, you did one, one of the things that you did was by going in with this schmooze thing. And, and you know, they aren't, you earned their trust that you proved over time you knew what was reportable and what wasn't. You knew or you knew how to file something away and dig it out a month later without attributing it to anybody. But, it, you know, but it, and they under. You, you, it takes time. It took a year or two to earn the trust, and you have to prove. I, I say this to kids when I talk to anybody now. Yours as a beat person. I don't care what sport you're talking about. I don't care what level you're talking about. College. You're talking about pros. You're a salesperson, and you're selling the product. You're selling is you, and you're selling yourself to the players, the, admin, the coaches, the administration, and in college, the AD. You know, and so as well as the. Co- and you have to tell you conduct yourself and how you do go about your job. It takes a while to earn that trust. 
but we were allowed in practice. Yes, I went. That's practice. unbelievable. Every, I mean, I've been allowed in in college practice. You know, I remember being in an Illinois practice. Bruce Weber was a coach, and I forget who the player was. Went down with an injury, and obviously, I didn't report it because I was allowed in as a national guy when he didn't allow. Other- I knew. The- I knew the place, you know, the, the, I knew the place. And so uh, I'd watch a game and I'd see what play was called. Then I could know, watch the defense and, and see who defended well and who didn't and who knew what the hell they were doing. And what they, yeah. I knew the plays, you know, and, and um, it, it was, that's, this is I, it's just an utterly different world, utterly different kind of circumstance that we lived in. Yeah. So anyway, we were, oh, oh so I, I, I got off the thing about we're not behind closed doors. Obviously, Amy's approach, uh, we've told he coaches harder, you know, yeah. Without being obnoxious, you know, without without being Bob Knight, you know, he he, he coaches uh, and and holds them quote accountable, and and I guess even Brad recognized that they need a different voice than mine, and and you know you I don't know if Brad recognized it, guys. I I I think this was given to Brad. Okay. Again, I yeah. still don't believe that this was Brad Stevens all of a yeah, sudden right. going in to management and or ownership and saying, "Hey guys, you know what? I think it would be better if I become GM." And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and you bring right. in another coach. Come on. Like, I just, uh, I, but they're benefiting from you. Uh, clearly they're benefiting. Totally. Whatever it is. And, and, and remember this, I said this countless times before the season started, I said, I have never in my life and in the NBA and watching it up close and personal since 1969 heard a rookie coach was yet to coach a full season game. Ready to get praised universally by the outside world as extensively as Emi Adoka was. Now, you know and, why Bob? Now well, I'm you know saying, why. No, I'm saying. So, just, I, so I said at the time, I hope the fans here don't think he's going to enter the garden by walking across the Charles from the Cambridge side, you know? Well, and then, of course, in the middle of January, the thing is, what's the fuss, right? right. But right. but I've never heard a coach so praised as Imi Adoka was by the outside world. They got the right guy. Well, you're going to love this guy, blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, so now we're seeing it. And now, as far as Steve Kerr's concerned, um, you know, he's just obviously proven to be the right temperament for for those guys. I mean, and yeah, you know, I love both a, of them. I love both of these guys, Gary. And and I've known Kerr forever. Well, not forever, but he went to Arizona. I went to Arizona. So I, I know Steve fairly well. He fits, I don't go ahead. He fits a particular profile of of, of, of the, for the potential of a successful coach in that obviously a clearly a bright guy. We know that. They got a very, very bright guy. But a successful player without being a superstar, a player who a player who had success, earned yeah. wings. But yep. was an auxiliary player. He was a, he was a role player. Max. He was a great shooter. That's what he was out there for. He understood his role, and and he, he knows what it's like to sit on the bench and 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 yearn. And he knows what it's like to. I mean, he just understands the full scope of what it you know a, an NBA player could be. Uh, and 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 that's a great niche to occupy if you combine it with the right you know brain power when you understand how the stars think as well as how the subs think. And and I and that and when you can find a guy like that, you're very lucky. And he's like the exhibit A of that kind of guy. Got to have a former player, I think, as a coach these days. More and more, they seem to think that you know that's the way to go. Uh, uh, that's where know. Brad. That's where Brad to me early was fine, but then when you don't keep winning, if if at some point you're underachieving, I think today's players will look at a former player with a whole lot more respect. You know, Darvin Ham being I'm example say, down We'll see if Darvin Ham is the next one up in that regard because right. he fits that playing yep. profile. Not I'm not saying it'll always work, but I'm saying when things go awry, I feel like the superstar is going to look at a former player and say, all right, you know what? He wasn't at my level, but at least he played in the NBA where you're going to look at Brad Stevens and say, like, yeah, like, <laughs> he never even played. 
he never even played, you know, he didn't even play high division one college. No, so, I played at DePaul. Right, right. So, DePaul. I, so I think yeah. he may, to answer your question, Gary, I don't even, X's and O's, I think he may have been very good, but I, that's secondary to me yeah. in a lot of ways. That's secondary. You had to get these guys to buy in and play together in order to be able to, to get to that point where, where X's and O's even mattered. And now, like, I would love to chart or to have somebody chart. This would be really, really interesting. How many passes Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum made to one another in the first 50 games <laughs> and then over that next 50? I, oh, yeah. I would love to like see that one, number. Three to one, whatever. Right. Probably. Yeah. Maybe right. more. You know, Guys, thank do, you very I, much. I, if I were Emi, you know what I would do? One, one of the things I would do prior to game six, I would rewind and show them, uh, guys, I uh, just want to show you something. The last 10 seconds of game one against the Nets. Yeah. Right. Hey, guys, yeah. remember this? Remember this? Right. Okay. That's, I'm just saying, I'm not going to say anything. Just yeah. remember this? Yep. Yep. Hey, Jalen, remember this? Marcus, remember this? Uh, 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 Jason, you know, nice cut. Remember this? <laughs> good note to end on jeff goodman bob ryan thank you very much we'll talk to you again next week again uh ryan goodman tangling along for the right podcast has been brought to you by bet online the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info gentlemen enjoy the rest of the series